Welcome back to Decadorks. We're the 12 sided guys. We have Matt as Pine. Hi. Scott as Roos. That's me. Sabrina as Nari. Hey there. Jordan as Richter. Good evening. And me, Paul, as that guy, you know, the one who would come to your elementary school for an assembly and he'd be wearing a basketball uniform from some fake team and he'd do basketball tricks and then spin four or five basketballs all at once. Yeah, <laughs> that's me. Trying to keep all these balls spinning without dropping one all while wearing a red, white, and blue basketball uniform from the 80s. But thanks for hanging out with us. Anybody else remember that guy? I do. I do. I always <laughs> thought he was a Harlem Globetrotter, but he wasn't. He wasn't, but he was really good. Um, anyway, <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm sure that this this intro was really going to hit well with a lot of people, because being that you and I are the only one in this group of five who remember that. And we went to the same school. <laughs> and we were at the same assembly. <laughs> Yeah, some of these some of these cuts are so deep that you had to go to the same elementary school for them. It's almost like you were had to be twins. Well, um, anyway, thanks for hanging out with us. You can hang out with us even more on Discord or on the occasions where I stream on Twitch. It's been about once a week at this point. And if that's just not enough 12-sided guys content, then consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash 12-sided guys for some bonus episodes, character sheets, and a wiki and maps. But of course, ratings and reviews warm our little hearts. Anyway, if you got really tired of getting ripped off by Wirt, but don't think he deserved what fate had in store for him, then this podcast is for you. It's the Crystal Codex, episode 102. I always felt really icky wielding his leg in the second game. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Honestly, that whole village, like coming back in the second game, just made me feel like, oh, what was the point of the first one then? Oh, I exactly. Loved that. I loved that about it. Oh no, but it's like you worked so hard in the first one, and then it didn't matter. Oh no, it did. It did matter. I mean, what happened yeah. mattered. But I guess what I'm saying yeah, is, yeah, we it's got like, a leg out of it. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't make me not want to play it. I guess what I'm saying is, is it made it feel so much darker and real. Like I had like a visceral emotional response to seeing what was it? Uh, Tristram? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, that reminds me of what they did with Zoolander 2. <laughs> Anybody see Zoolander 2? <laughs> nope. I think I stopped at the first one. I loved the first one, but yeah. Okay. Spoilers. If you uh, don't want to know what happens in Zoolander 2, then fast forward 30 seconds. Yeah. So the, um, the center for children who can't read good and want to learn to do other things good too. Yeah. It collapses right after the end of the first movie. And why does it collapse? Because Derek Zoolander built it with Elmer's glue, right? <laughs> Wait, he built and, it and, and it kills. And apparently, and it kills his wife, right? So oh. she's dead. And so um, that's I mean, that like tracks, the start though. of the movie. It, okay, it tracks. Like, but his, his buddies all torch each other with gasoline. Yes, but, but it totally diminished the feel-good ending of the first movie because you know that literally five seconds later, the building collapses and kills his wife. And then he can't raise his kid because he doesn't know how to raise a kid. It, it's just, it's... Yeah, men can't figure was, out how to rough. do that. How, how could a man be expected to figure out how to raise a kid? Yeah, I mean, that's like you, Serena. Thank you. Somebody's yeah. finally saying it. That's women's work. I mean, <laughs> what a... <laughs> oh, my gosh. I will say, though, that the opening oh. scene of Austin Powers 2 was kind of perfection, and the movie was all downhill from there. 
Mm. Like they did it, they did it right with Austin Powers too. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, welcome back to Collinium and to actually at this point the dueling grounds. But before we get to what is happening now, let's talk a little bit about what happened last time we got together. <laughs> yes, I did say let's talk a little bit um, about what happened last time. So last time we were together, Nari and the boys 2.0 were in the library of Cadriel. They were trying to figure out what to do going forward, um, how to help Temri Jr. with his rebellion without causing a ton of bloodshed. Also trying to figure out how to find this Herald of the Earth. So they made a plan. They left the library after they felt some tremors and some shaking, and they went uh, to the dueling grounds and decided to challenge the current blossoming storm of the western sky and blazing sun of the eastern sky uh, to duels. They don't have the right to use those titles uh, because they were never challenged. They never challenged you as well as you never gave them up, right? So if nothing else, it is justice for you guys to be able to challenge to keep your title that you've earned. But also, you know that Etienne the um, blossoming storm of the western sky is the husband of Annette, the Marchioness judge of uh, of Menarest, the secret power, um, the leader of the Council of Six, basically the monarch in all but name, uh, who runs the country. And potentially this might be a way to get an audience with her and maybe spin things uh, in order to help the entire country of Menarest. But you also, after challenging these two to a duel, you headed north out of the city to try to talk to some of the farmers and things who have come from the north where the tremors seem to be the worst in hopes of gathering some more intelligence about the shaking going on north of Collinium. You managed to find a, a family who had come down out of, uh, out of the north and they talked to you about how their farm had been so devastated. But there was another farm just over the rise from their farm called the Millets who apparently were doing just fine, uh, which you think may coincide with uh, some of the revelations you'd learned about the Herald of the Earth and where to find them. As you came back into the city after um, your adventure out in Pillarin Village to the north, you saw um, some young kids ringing bells, calling out that a duel had been accepted and people were slowly moving towards the dueling grounds. As you approached the dueling grounds, you saw a silver-haired man um, with a kind of a half cape wearing a breastplate sorted at his waist that you uh, recognized as Etienne, the new blossoming storm of the western sky. And on the other end of the dueling field, you saw a red-skinned man with horns and black hair tied back in a ponytail wearing uh, full plate armor with a great sword strapped across his back that you recognized as the blazing sun of the eastern sky. And that is where we are right now. It looks as though this might be two duels happening at the same time. Um, as you approach the dueling grounds, you can see that there are, are crowds gathered around. And um, I would say that Pine, you don't even need to make a check because you have been involved in the politics of Menarest in the past you recognize certain figures. First off, you all recognize that Librarian Mitri is here, probably as a representative of the um, of the council. 
of the uh, of the theocrats. He is sitting here on a bench. It looks like he has some papers in his hands. He's not really paying attention to uh, the dueling grounds themselves. Uh, he is reading his papers, but he is here um, on one bench. And on uh, another bench, you see there is a finely dressed man, um, pro- probably late middle ages. He's got white hair, a white mustache, bald head. He's uh, he's thicker, um, you know, kind of heavy set. He's got. Uh, gold chains around his neck. He's got like a fur collar on his cloak, dressed very, very nicely. Um, and Pine, you would recognize him as the Marquis Ancient Marcel, who is, um, he's a Marquis, so he's one of the six theocrats over the country of Menarest. But he is the ancient. He is the representative of Artarian, uh, the uh, lady of uh, kind of death and decay. And on the far side of the dueling grounds, you see some more figures. You see a, um, a red-skinned woman with horns who is dressed um, nicely, but not elaborately, not over-elaborately. Um, she's wearing um, well-made clothing, but um, not a lot of adornments or jewelry or anything. Um, and uh, you would recognize her as um, the Marchioness Gardener uh, Clotilde, uh, who is the um, representative on the Council of Six that represents uh, Lord Moshe, the Lord of Green and Growing Things. And um, you also recognize one more figure, a, a thin man uh, with uh, dark hair and pointed ears. Uh, and you'd recognize him as uh, uh, Marquis Brother Claude, who represents Lady Naraya, the Lady of Mercy. And then one more person that you see kind of off on her own, uh, you do see uh, librarian uh, Genevieve, uh, who is the Marchioness for Cadriel. It looks as though all six theocrats are here to watch this duel, this unprecedented duel between two former swords and two current swords. Um, there was also this, uh, this attendant at the dueling grounds who appears to have some sort of um, uh, magical connection to something. He was able to locate you with some sort of spell. Um, he is approaching as well. As you approach the dueling grounds, he goes back and stands kind of at his little... His little um, did we remember what word I used to describe that little gazebo thing? Kiosk or gazebo? <laughs> <laughs> um, as he goes to stand back at his gazebo. It's <laughs> kiosk, where he also sells sunglasses. Sunglasses <laughs> and Dead Sea salt, like mineral scrubs and yes. stuff. Yes. And he'll curl your hair for you. Hey, you have beautiful hair. Come here, let me curl your hair for you. Um, Eyebrow threading, yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, he goes back to stand back like at the kiosk. like a threading before a duel, person. <laughs> Um, as you approach the dueling grounds, um, Etienne, this uh, silver-haired, um, you know, late middle-aged man uh, with the breastplate and the sword at his waist, he calls out, Who challenges me, the blossoming storm of the western sky? As we're approaching and we see all these, these figures, I will kind of lean down to Nari and I'll say, When I speak, I want you to watch the interplay between council members and the, the Lady Annette. I want you to see if you can figure out the relationships there, who might be in her pocket and who might be indifferent to governing. I suppose as the second second, I can do that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Nari, one thing you can tell right off the bat um, is that Annette and the Marquis uh, Marcel, uh, the, uh, the Marquis from Artarian, uh, the the heavyset man bald with a white mustache, um, they are actually sitting on the same bench. The other six are all kind of spread out, sitting on their own. Um, and it looks like Annette and Marcel are are just are talking back and forth. Right off the bat, even without a check, uh, Nari, it would appear that at least Marcel and Annette are um, are close. Pine will as uh, he will also yell back. 
I, Temrid Pine, the blossoming storm of the western sky, undefeated and unchallenged, have issued this challenge. (laughs) (laughs) Very eloquently put. I'm an ambassador. (laughs) You hear um, from the far side, another voice yells out. This one is a little bit deeper, a little stronger, um, and um, a little bit less passionate than Etienne was. He says, who challenges the blazing sun of the eastern sky? Um, Did we all approach from the western side of this? Like we were all together and came in from the west? Yes, you were. Okay. So uh, the moment he asks that, Richter walks forward and walks all the way across right over to him. Oh, gosh. And like right across the sand and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and like and it probably takes him like a full minute of just walking <laughs> silently across the sand. But he goes over there and he's all like a pleasure to meet you, Cassian. My name is Kalen Richter. I am. Well, I am the blazing sun of the eastern sky. I was given this title by Guy Gautier René Kennig, the greatest field marshal which this kingdom has ever known. He received the title from Alderic Chevalier, the brave, who had received the Blade of Judgment from Bertrand Gouclain, the just. You may be worthy of the title itself, but you never challenged me and you never earned the title, and so we are here today to rectify that. Damn, that was awesome. Kind of, except I stumbled all over the names. <laughs> I I also got mine from beating Hugh Laroche, and then he he got the title from beating Elodie Duport, and then uh, it goes all the way back to uh, Guillaume Lorage, the storm. I can stumble over names too. <laughs> <laughs> so anybody there notices Cassian just nods, like no real passion, no real emotion. He just nods and he says, I understand. Well, consider this an opportunity to keep your title. And then you notice on the far side where Pine is and where Nari and Roos are still standing, uh, Etienne seems way more hot-headed, more steamed uh, about being challenged. And he says, well, then let's get to it. Pine will also yell out and he will say, let me make it very clear. I do not come as a challenger seeking the title Blossoming Storm of the Western Sky. I come to defend my title of Blossoming Storm of the Western Sky from a usurper, one who did not follow tradition, one who took power unto themselves, as happens far too often in Menores these days. Yes, make an intimidation. What does a net look like when he says that? Yeah, well, that's what we're going to determine right now. Um... I want you to make an intimidation check, and this is going to be against Annette and Etienne. Oh, come on. Okay, I get a plus eight. That's a 22. Holy cow. Um, I'm going to make some saves. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes! Okay, so here is what happens. Um, these are terrible rolls on my part. Nari, you see um, Annette kind of rise up to her feet, um, and she, like, grabs, like, the sides of her pants... Uh, she's like squeezing so tight that her knuckles are white and she looks down at Etienne and she says Etienne and then Etienne looks back at her and he just kind of barks out to the death and she nods and then she goes and sits back down and Pine you would know Etienne has just challenged you with his natural one 
You guys, you intimidated him to the point of um, wanting this fight to go to the death instead of just to first blood. Then I accept. Crap. Oh, jeez. Richter looks over at Cassian and says, uh, I have no intention of making this a mortal combat between you and I. He nods. He says, a gentleman's duel. Richter nods back. All right. I am nervous. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. The attendant here at the dueling grounds uh, steps down into the middle of the fighting pit. And... Uh, he calls out to everyone around and says, It is a memorable day. We will be having two duels fought simultaneously between four master swordsmen. Who will come out on top? Will it be Etienne? Will it be Pine? Or will it be Cassian or Richter? We will let the fates decide. And then he steps out of the middle of the pit and you see him step over um, back into his uh, little gazebo. <laughs> sunglass hut, yeah. <laughs> his little sunglass hut. And he comes out. Um, he comes out with this very large handbell. And he comes and stands next to the um, banister. And um, Etienne starts moving down into the sand. And uh, the way you guys would know this works, you guys can kind of go wherever you want to. But once that bell rings, then battle starts. So you can start close or you can start far apart. Um, Etienne and um, Cassian both kind of move towards the middle of this uh, sandy pit. And um, Nari, why don't you make... Nari and Roos. Roos, you're there too. You are the second to Mr. Pine. Yeah, Roos is going to do something as well. As he's oiling uh, Mr. Pine up, he's going to say, <laughs> Squire will be with you. And um, he's going to cast Ancestral Blessing. So you get to add a D4 to all of your attack rolls and saving throws. Wow. Um, Roos, I appreciate the thought, but that defeats the purpose of this duel. Then don't use it, but it will be there if you need it. I appreciate it. Um, while that's happening, Richter, um liberates. He, he had the kind of small bucklerish type shield that he purchased from Gerard. Yeah. Which he pulls out and he yells out Cosantur! And it elevates and starts floating around him. And then he pulls out Kenig's estoc from his sheath on his back and he says, Field Marshal, sir, lend me your blade. And it alights with fire. Nice. And with that... The attendant rings the bell. I'm nervous as hell. <laughs> and we are going to roll initiative. Everybody roll. Nari and, and Roos, you roll as well. Pine rolled a 14. Richter got an 11. Nari got a four. Roos got a 13. Okay. I didn't click my token, sorry. And neither did Sabrina. Come on, you y'alls. We've been playing. This is episode 102. (laughs) That was the first time I've ever done that, all right? But it's hard. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm literally like, I'm shaking. I'm nervous. I'm like, I got chills. I'm You got this. Just stretch it out. You're going to do great, kid. Are they, are they, uh, are those chills multiplying? (laughs) 
I do that every time you say it. I'm sorry. Did I tell you guys about what I used to think that song said? Have we already had this conversation? I don't think so. On the podcast, I believe. On the podcast. It's great. I used to think that it was, because his voice is so high at that point, I used to think that that was, uh, what, Sandra D singing? And I thought that she was saying, she's got shoes, they're multiplying. And I'm like... That would be so convenient. I'm like, stop buying shoes then, lady. Come on. Women Um, be shopping. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. um, Here is what we are going to do. I'm going to make some rolls. Are they sourdough? Yeah, I'm going to make some nice sourdough rolls. Ooh. Ooh, Fancy. While you're working on that, Richter is sizing up Cassian, and he is taking this fight more seriously than he has others. He's cycling through his different stances. You know, he's like, should I begin in fool's guard? Keep the blade tip low and invite him into the attack so I can get a counter and repost? Or should I go with the high vom tag and see if I can go for an attack to his upper torso? Maybe taking the advantage and go with the oak stance. Hmm. Or just classic with with the long point. And so he's kind of like cycling through these stances and kind of thinking militarily or strategically how he's going to go about this. Pine is definitely in the rabid swan stance. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, that brings us now to the top of the initiative order with Cassian. Cassian looks across the way at you, Richter. Uh, Richter, Cassian comes dashing across the sand, rushing straight at you, Richter, with his sword drawn. He is going to strike at you three times. Let's do it. A 16 or an 11 or a 9. Do any of those hit? Those will all not hit. Oh my gosh. So Richter, he entered into his fool's guard and as as Cassian rushed in, his sword tip, which was pointing towards the dirt in front of him, whipped up and batted the attacks away from the right to the left and then back again to the right uh, as he backed up and kind of fended him off. Okay. And that is actually all Cassian is going to do this turn. Um, uh, Richter, you've fought enough people. You sense that this is a... um, A feint is the wrong word. He is testing your guard at this point. You sense there is definitely more potent skill and attacks uh, that this that this man can do but right now he is testing your ability all right next up we have pine pine you are standing kind of on the western side of this uh fighting pit you can see that uh etienne is about 20 feet away from you he has got his sword drawn and he what is what kind of sword is it sorry he's got a rapier okay all right well since pine is in the rabid swan stance he's going to put his arms out like wings and then rush forward with his head way forward hissing I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He doesn't do that. <laughs> Quick, use the boozy goose stance. <laughs> All right, fine. So what are you doing? Okay, so actually what I really do is I will say, This blade, lights of the firmament made manifest, flare of the day star. And I will enter into the flare of the day star technique as I uh, approach um, Etienne, and I will go ahead and make some attacks with my... Um, Tabri Ambassador's Blade level 3. So my first strike is, it's uh, only a 10, but I'm going to add 10 to it to make it a 20. Okay. 
Um, as you strike out and you do hit, you hear him call out, the freezing wind bites, but takes the sting, icy shield, and you do hit. Okay, go ahead and roll some damage. So that's seven piercing, three cold, three radiant, and then an additional 10 radiant for my flare of the Daystar technique. Uh, he'll need to make a constitution 16 saving throw or be blind. Uh, that is, I'm pretty sure that saves. Yep, that saves. Okay, that is a, yes, that is that is exactly a 16. Oh my gosh. And and then I will say, unleash with precision Swordmaster's Fury. And I will straight up do a level, I'll just do a level two, Swordmaster's Fury, uh, for an additional uh, 12 radiant damage. Okay. As you do that, um, you sense his sword whip up and try to block your blade, but it doesn't actually block the blade. What happens is you go past his blade and then he strikes back at you and he hits you for 12, um, actually it's 12 cold damage. He actually strikes out with his um, with his icy shield technique um, and, and hits you for 12. Are you sure it's not fire shield? It is definitely <laughs> icy shield. Okay, so that's, that's 12 damage, okay. And no, I did not make this character to counter your skills. Okay, I did not do that, I guarantee. That's fine. Okay, well, I'll go ahead and make a second attack now. Okay. And that's going to be a 24 to hit. That will hit. Uh, so that's nine piercing, four cold, seven radiant, and I will do another, unleash with precision Swordmaster's Fury at level two for another 13 damage. All right, so we have a total of 26, I believe, right? 13, yeah, 20, 33. Oh, I was off. Okay. That's some big damage already. Yeah, holding that's my That's my turn. I mean, I'm, I'm anticipating him doing big damage too, so that's my turn. All right. Uh, okay, Roos, it is your turn. You are standing um, here on the edge looking in at the fighting pit. Um, you can see Pine going toe-to-toe. Um, Pine and Etienne are going, um, they are going all out. This is not to uh, draw blood. In fact, blood has already been drawn. Roos, what are you doing here as you um, as you watch the fight as well as everybody else around the pit? I just want to make sure, uh, you know, I'm going to do my job as, as the second. You know, make sure that everybody's following the rules as best they can. Although I don't know the rules, so I'm mostly just making sure no one else is jumping into the pit. Gotcha. <laughs> you see some people getting too close to the banister, and you go shoo them away. Like, hey, hey, <laughs> you can't be that close. Okay. Um, what I'm gonna so you are kind of watching that, Bruce. I'm gonna have you make a perception check. Okay. But it's not gonna matter yet. A uh, seventeen. All right. Um, it's funny. A seventeen sounds great, but what's with the crappy rolls? That was a four. You know, four five, I, have, yeah. I have not rolled well at all yet today. Okay. Well, Richter, it's your turn. It's your chance to roll well. You have this uh, this figure wearing full plate uh, standing in front of you has just uh, struck at you three times. Yeah. So uh, Richter says to him, solid attacks. Uh, there is much yet, though, that you have to learn. Allow this to be a bit of an instruction for you if you are ever to take on this mantle. Mark of the Dawn. And he's going to use his bonus action to mark this guy as one that he's going to be uh, judging. Okay. And then he'll go ahead and make two attacks 
with Kenny's S stock. Are you going to spooky boy this guy too? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe. So, first one is a 20. That will hit, yeah. Okay. And that will do 11 piercing damage and 11 fire damage. Oh, wow. Oh, and plus four to that because he's marked. So. Okay. So, 26 total. Yeah, 26 total. And then another attack. Oh, wait, actually, not, not 26 total. Sorry. Okay. All right. Uh, another attack as a 23 to hit. That will hit. Nine piercing, eight fire, plus four for the mark of the dawn. So it would be um, 21 and 26. Got it. Two very good hits. Wait, you're not going to explain that. Wait, no, that's not what you're going to deal. You're not going to explain that? <laughs> um, uh, I think I'd like to know. Uh <laughs> Um, this guy very well may have some resistances to okay. fire. So fair enough. That makes sense yeah. even. So yeah. Okay. That's, that's all I've got. All right. So Richter, your turn is up. That brings us now to Annette. I am going to do something. Okay. Uh, that will now bring us, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, that will now bring us now <laughs> to, well, okay. We've made some checks and some other checks and, um, it's Etienne's turn now. Do you want to um, just say what you did? Because I'm seeing that you rolled 4d4 for a total of 7. Okay. I rolled 4d4 for a total of 7. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. Um, Pine, make a, a quick perception check. Uh, 23. You see some of the cuts on Etienne close up. Pine will yell out, Bullsh**! <laughs> um, as you yell out, Bullsh**! What happens is, at the end, he calls out and does this stance that you've never seen before. Um, and he says, um, oh golly, I had it a second ago. Uh, all I can think of is like Bruce Lee from the movie Dragon. <laughs> He's gonna do it. He's gonna do it. He's gonna say, the water is soft, yet strong. Bruce Lee from the movie Dragon. <laughs> Bruce Lee from the movie Dragon technique. The dragon. <laughs> okay, what I'm going to have you do, Pine, is I'm going to have you roll a d4. A four. Oh, yay. Oh, wait, what? That was a bad thing, huh? That was a bad thing. Um, as he swipes down with his sword, it doesn't actually, he's not actually even attacking you with this, with this attack, but around you, basically water seeps up from the ground and you are now standing in a puddle and there are now four of these kind of weird watery um figures water that weirds. are kind of they <laughs> no, if you look at the token these are not water weirds these are water hotties um that was an artist's interpretation of undyne from secret of mana okay um, anyway, these <laughs> figures well, that's just distracting for I'm like, the, uh, the she in no way looked that hot I would have a, remembered. She had a she had a chubby fishtail. Yes, she did. Anyway, um, <laughs> so uh, yes, I know. Um, anyway, these four figures come. They like the water just kind of rises up out of the sand, and you're standing in this kind of sandy like puddle. And these figures uh, rise up. And uh, first off, what Etienne is going to do is he's going to swing at you with his sword because that was a bonus action. Um, he is going Whatever. to swing at you twice with his sword. So two attacks coming your direction. We've got uh, 19 and 22. 
Those will both hit. Okay. Uh, you get the Frigid Slash, which is actually going to be... Eesh, that's going to be a total of 29 damage. Um, so... Jeez. Yeah, so actually uh, 16 of that is slashing damage, and then 13 of that is uh, cold damage. Okay. Um, and then he is going to step back out of your range so he can also pull out a pistol and shoot at you with a pistol. But I'm going to attack him as he goes away. Yes, you can. That's only a 10. Okay. Well, on his pistol, he hits you with a 24. That hits. Okay. Um, and that is going to be 20 more damage. Holy cold damage. crap, dude. Where are you at? I'm hurting. I'm at a yeah. third of my life now. All right. And there are these four watery figures waiting to make their move. All right. Nari, it is your turn. Man, uh, Nari is very concerned about Pine, but since <clears throat> she wasn't chosen to be his second, um, <laughs> she does feel like Richter's fight is uh, much more balanced. So I think, honestly, her full attention is going to be on mostly Annette, but also on all of the other uh, rulers kind of around. And, and her primary focus is just seeing if anybody does anything suspicious or what their vibes are. Well, you know what? You actually were already doing that as well. Why don't you make a quick uh, perception check? Oh, my God. That was 12. Okay. All right. You can see that tensions are high. And that's about all. There's like, there's people calling down. It's surprisingly calm around the outside of the ring, but people are calling down and cheering and that kind of thing. Um, and when these, uh, when these four water weirds appeared, um, there was, uh, there was like a lot of uh, stunned uh, disbelief um, at this, at this amazing sword form being used, which is kind of silly. That's a sword form. It's, it's like more like a conjuration. But anyway, could, could for, I tell? Like, is that? allowed? Is that normal? Am I able to kind of, based on the vibes, feel that out? It's legit. It's legit. It came from him. Yeah, it's a legit skill that he can do. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, that will bring us now back to the top. Cassian, it is his turn. Cassian is going to, uh, he draws his sword. He kind of spins it over his head and does a real quick slash at you. Uh, Richter and Richter, I'm going to need you to make a dexterity saving throw difficulty 15. Okie dokie. So Richter rolled a 10. However, he is going to use uh, one of the charges of his ring of evasion. Okay. And I uh, succeed on the saving throw. That's good because here comes 8d10 radiant damage. That's just a little bit. 36 halved to 18. Oh, wow as he uses this insane radiant blast of, uh, of I guess, what you like to think of it, Matt, like as radiation um, energy, like a nuclear bomb. <laughs> nuclear bomb technique. <laughs> An unshielded microwave is being used in your presence. <laughs> yes, exactly. The cancer, I can feel it growing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pine, it is your turn. I will tell you this. It looks like... Etienne is still hurting, as in, it looks like he is still bloodied. Okay. Okay. Well, Pine, as as Pine is rushing off to face Etienne, he's going to 
first point his sword over toward Judge Annette, and he will say, Keep out of this fight! No more magic in his favor! Okay. And then I'm going to rush him. Let's see. Do, 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 do. I'm going to go ahead and go clear around him to the back so that the water weirds are as far away from me as possible. Okay. I will, for my bonus action, I'm going to go ahead and drink a greater healing potion. Okay. So let's go ahead and do that. I mean, I have all of my commander's morale, but that would take my action to do, and I want to be able to mess this guy up. So that will heal me for only 11. That 11's better than nothing. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to take a couple of attacks. Okay. Come on, big money. I only have 14. And a 24. Another 24. Okay. The 24 will hit. Okay. So that does 12 piercing, 5 cold, 8 radiance. That's 25 damage already. And then on top of that, I'm going to go ahead and use a level 4. Or sorry, level 3. I don't have level 4 spells yet. <laughs> a level 3 Swordmaster's Fury. Unleash with precision, Swordmaster's Fury. And that does it only an additional 18 damage. So that's 25 plus 18. Okay, and you take another three cold damage as the icy shield pops up again and shatters, uh, sprinkling you with shards of ice. He is hurting. Okay. Very badly. Okay. That's all I got, man. Bruce, it is your turn. You heard Mr. Pine shout out uh, and point at Lady Annette. Roos will move over closer to Lady Annette and start trying to kind of rile up the crowd and, and uh, say, she's cheating. She's trying to kill Mr. Pine and, and use magic. This is not a fair duel. And just kind of shouting and riling up the crowd as he goes. Um, I will prepare a reaction or, you know, an action yeah. just in case. If Pine drops, Roos will throw Gigi out. With a potion or as as Gigi's big blue tongue? Uh, no, as a potion to bring him back up. Okay. I, I will respect his request to not interfere, but I won't let him die. Okay. Make a persuasion check to get the crowd riled up. I'm not great at this and my rolls have been so bad. Can my statement have given him advantage? I mean, you, it can, sure. Yeah, that, that sure can. Um, I don't know that if he's going to need it, but go ahead and roll again and see if you can crit. <laughs> So I rolled a 22. All right. So you move up and you are standing kind of next to Annette. Um, you see that the people, as you shout that out, and as Pine had pointed over in her direction, you see people actually like starting to stare at her instead of at the fight. And um, let me make one check for her as well. Um, she gets a natural 20. She looks like, uh, what, what do you mean? How, how dare you say I would interfere in a fight? And she seems very convincing with her natural 20 performance check, but people are looking at her in her direction. Richter, it is your turn. Richter, um, he, he caught that blow, at least in part, um, and kind of staggers back just a little bit, resetting into the flug or plow stance with the sword kind of pointed up at an angle, but the <laughs> hilt back to his side. And he says, that was a powerful blow and well met. Uh, but there is yet much you would learn if you were to take on this mantle. And he, uh, in a flash of brilliant light, far steps over to this side of the arena 
Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. If I far step, I can't use another spell, can I? Uh, you can use an, a cantrip, but you couldn't use another leveled spell. Yeah, you can pull out your pistol. Ah, dang it. Well, scratch all of that, then. <laughs> I was going to do this cool thing. So okay. cool, it's actually against the rules. Because <laughs> we like breaking rules here in 12-sided guys. Actually, here, yeah, I will I will do the far step. I will say okay. there is much, though, that you would have to learn. And in a flash, he will warp over to there. And he will go ahead and make three shots with his dueling pistol from a distance. Okay. So first shot is a oh nat one for a nine. Next shot is a 26 to hit. That'll hit. This will be 10 plus four, so 14 damage. Okay. And the last shot is a 15 to hit. That will miss. Okay. It plinks off of his uh, plate armor. Okay. We'll, we'll go with that for now. Okay. And that will bring us back up to Lady Annette. Okay. This bitch. Okay, uh, Roos and Nari, you guys can both make perception checks now with advantage as you are watching her very, very closely. Roos got a 23. Nari got a 29. Oh my gosh. Oh, nice. As you watch, you see um, Lady Annette start to move her hands and uh, you know instantly she is casting a spell. And uh, there's a really good chance that you missed it last time when she did it, um, when she actually did heal Etienne for uh, 11 points of damage. She is going to cast this spell and you guys see it, but it still gets cast. Ooh, that's a big one. All right, that is her turn. And she actually looks around and she steps back and sits down on the bench next to Marcel, the Marquis of Mercy. Michelle with shoes. Okay, that's an amazing movie, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Is that about the the shell? Marcel the shell with shoes on. With shoes. Okay, that is uh, Annette's turn. And that now brings us to Etienne. Here we go. Pine. Yeah. Two attacks coming your way. 17? Nope. Or 16? No. Okay. Oh my gosh. I am so nervous. Uh, he is going to step back and draw his pistol again. Reaction. Okay. A 23 to hit. That'll hit. And um, that will be uh, 13 piercing, 2 cold, 3 radiant. Unleash with precision, Swordmaster's Fury at level 3. So that's another 4d8 of radiant another 15 damage so that would be uh, 33 damage wow um pine what does that look like as etienne attempts to move away from you drawing a pistol aiming it at your face and you what do you do um i uh as he's dry as he's drawing the pistol my sword actually comes down across his wrist and severs his hand and then goes right up in through his stomach. <sighs> oh, 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 oh. I love that. As soon as you feel your blade slice through the wrist and the hand falls free, his eyes open wide 
the water that you had been standing in just sucks back down into the ground incredibly quickly. Those four water weirds that um, could have really wrecked your day. They would have destroyed me. Well, they're not super powerful, but there's four of them. Um, yeah. Because you rolled for it. It was 1d4, so it could have been one, but instead there were four. Um, they get sucked right down into the ground and disappear as you ram your sword up through Etienne's stomach. And his eyes go wide. He drops his blade and then slides backwards off of your blade and into the sand where the yellow tan sand stains red with blood. Oh. Okay. Nari, what do you do as you see Annette sitting on this bench thinking that she had just secured a victory for her husband as you see her scream out, No! Um, <laughs> That's all she does. <laughs> <laughs> how far away is she? Like, can I, I? Oh, she's like 15 feet away from you. Cool. So yeah, I think um, Nari will mosey on over to stand by Annette, and, and she won't necessarily like put her like under arrest kind of vibes, but she will definitely not let this woman move from her five foot by five foot square without confrontation. Okay. Yeah, she she seems just instantly a wreck. Just collapses. And if I see any type of magic, I'm hold, holding an action so I can knock her on the head with the back of my axe and kind of knock her out. But I'm still a second second to Richter, so, you know, obviously <laughs> I've got to respect his duel. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, that's going to bring us back up to the top of the round with Cassian. Cassian does something, Richter, that you've heard tales of. Um, you, your approach, I think, has been a little bit different. You are, you move very, very quickly. Um, whereas Cassian throws his arms back and leaps in the air as he straight up flies at you, as he comes down and attacks at you three times with his sword. A 21, or a 15, or an 18. So, only the 21 would hit, but I'm going to use my reaction for the armor of the blazing sun. So a flash of light kind of uh, erupts when he goes to strike me and... Okay. Oh, yes. On a four or higher, the attack instead misses you regardless of its roll. Oh, and I rolled nice. a four. So okay. I, he, he stabs into the image of me, but in a flash of light, I'm to the side of the attack. Okay, as he strikes at you, uh, even though he misses you, I still need you to make a constitution save difficulty 14. Ooh, okay. Oh, I got a nat one. His sword swipes past you, but it emits this blast of light and you are staring right at it. You are blinded. Okay. Until the start of his next turn. Blinded by the light. <laughs> Ribbed up like a douche, right? That's what the word Pretty is. Much. Ribbed up like a douche. Yeah. That's right. So. Yes, yes. All right. So, so Richter, you're blind uh, for your next turn. Okay. Until the end of no, the start of his next turn. All right. Pine, you are standing there. You have a dead man lying at your feet. You see his 
wife is over on the side screaming. Nari is standing behind her. Don't worry, I got this, bro. What are you going to do? So Pine will actually look across the field to the um, the Marchioness of Lord Moshe. Mm-hmm. And he will yell out and say, Cheater, cheater, pumpkin no, eater. No. She's a <laughs> cheater. She's a beater. She's a beta tester and a cheater. She's a beater. Marchioness Gardner, is there anything you can do for him? And then that'll be my, I'll, I'll yell that out. And then um, I will dump all of my commander's morale into myself. Okay. Very cool. So that should be a total of 55 healing. Nice. Very cool. All right. Um, we'll say since she's not in the initiative tracker, um, she looks in your direction. Pine, make it make a an insight check. It's only a six. You see her stand up and look in your direction, and you see just the slightest shake of her head. No. Okay. Um, Roos, it is your turn. You see Pine standing there victorious. You have Gigi ready to toss out, but you didn't need to. Um, you are also standing close here to the uh, to the Marchioness Annette. Roos will eye the Marchioness and say, well, for all your healing, it didn't seem to do anything. And he'll step into the ring and say, Mr. Pine is the victor for as much as the Marchioness was cheating. And he'll walk over to, to stand next to Mr. Pine. You can make it into the pit and you can start walking towards Pine. I guess in, unless you want to, you, you can you can dash, you can run to him uh, if you no, want to. I'll... Wait, hold on. Is that allowed? Do I need to call a foul? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know any of the rules. I'll allow it. Rules will stay there. And then uh, okay. um, I've got my, I've got Gigi ready in case something happens. Again, just for Mr. Pine. Okay. I got to pee so bad. I was so nervous. Now that those nerves are letting down, I really got to go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Richter, it is your turn. Okay. Um, he kind of lets out a bit of a gasp, not expecting the blind um, being blinded and uh, kind of mutters since they're in close quarters. He's like, ah, a clever tactic. The successful sword of Lord Asterman must be quick of mind as well as quick of body. And um, I guess I'll, I'll make some attacks, but I have disadvantage on the attacks, right? Yes, you do. Okay. Well, well, we'll give it a shot anyway. So he'll go ahead and make his first attack a 20 to hit with disadvantage. Wow. Yeah, that'll hit. Nice. It's seven piercing damage, four fire plus, or I'm sorry, seven, 14. <laughs> Here we go. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Reading four numbers is hard. <laughs> it is. Man. 14 piercing damage, seven fire plus four for the mark. Um, being marked for judgment and he will yell out uh, you have been judged and found guilty Swordmaster's justice and will mm. smite this guy oh my gosh for 12 another 27 oh nice Ouch. oh my gosh and then he'll have another attack only a 13 to hit for the second um, and I think that's it for now Richter you can't see anything and you strike out and you feel a connection. And um, as you and uh, Cassian were fighting 
uh, basically to the blood. You get ready for another attack to swing back at him, but you hear him call out and say, Hold! I bleed. Okay. Oh, hell yeah. Oh. Richter, Richter stands up straight and and allows the flames to extinguish on the blade. Okay. All right. Nari we- leans in and whispers to Annette, those are my boys. Yeah, but it's not your turn. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Paul, I see something. Should I be seeing something? Where, what are you seeing? Never mind. <laughs> How do you see something? I something's see something. Oh, I see something too. Left. Some beacon over there. Oh wait! Oh wait! Is that not blocked off? What's going on? <laughs> no! Oh, no, no I didn't put the. I didn't do the. the I always do a circular. Oh, oh gosh! Well, hey, here we go. Okay. We, we're good. We're good. Uh, we're good. Don't worry. We're sufficiently scared now. So. Okay. All right. Um, Richter, you have been beaten up. You're fatigued. Um, so we're going to say that you are currently at the hit points that you're at. Okay. You've used the skills that you've used. It is now Lady Annette's turn. Lady Annette stands up, still screaming, and she pulls something out of her, like a a satchel. um, And she pulls out this, I mean, for lack of a better word, it looks like a gauntlet, but it is very intricate. It looks like it has like a crystal on it. Um, Nari, you're standing close enough. You can see that this gauntlet, this glove, looks um, like it would be incredibly expensive, especially considering the size of the crystal on it. And she sticks her hand in it. And as she turns around to... To be fair, I did say I did want to hold an action if she's being suspicious and knock her out with my axe. Okay, go ahead and attack her. Yeah, I'm I'm going to just, you know, blunt side, just on the head kind of vibe. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's see here. Paul keeps saying go ahead like that because he knows that she has super high AC. (laughs) This is not good. I know, I know. Okay, so 14 to hit. That will hit. Okay. Oh, never mind. <laughs> and that does 17 damage. Okay. Do I get multiple hits? If, if I'm... you're ready to attack, your reaction is to attack, so you get to use your attack action, correct? That's how we've been doing it, yeah. Nice. Okay, cool. All right, so, I mean, I would really like to imagine I'm not lunging her multiple times, but <laughs> yeah. 27 to hit for... Oh my god. Seven damage. No, roll that one again. You've got to have... That's a one or a two, isn't it? Oh yeah, that was a one. Sorry. Yeah. Oh my god, that was a one again. Okay, so seven damage. Seven okay. damage. That's good. Solid. Uh, and then my last hit is 20 to hit. Four. Oh my goodness. Jesus. It's eight damage. That's a two, so roll that one again, too. Does that... Okay, is this the two? It's a one or a two, right? Okay, 15, di- 15 damage. There you go. So you dealt a total of 39 damage to her. Are you going to say anything while you're while you're bludgeoning this lady no. on the back of the head? Not today. <laughs> also, I'm going to still make my line about those are my boys out there. Okay, you make that line now. And uh, as she turns around, you start smacking her with, with the axe. Um, she's putting this glove on and she reaches around to turn around and smack you. And as... She puts the glove on. You see um, the jewel, the, the crystal, like um, flare to life incredibly quickly, and then you can see it happens so fast. It's almost like instantaneous, but you can see um, metal armor forming up around Annette, 
almost instantly, and before you know it, she is encased in this huge suit of crystal tech armor. As she uses this ancient relic to encase herself in armor, and she is going to swing at you, Nari. Oh, jeez. Only one time, but she does get a plus 10 to this hit. That is a natural 20. Oh, no. Wait, wait, you're immune to critical hits. Oh, hell yeah, brother. Oh, that's right. Gosh, dang it. Get out of here, you old hag. Oh, you're adamantium. I love adamantine. Oh, gosh. All right, well, uh, that's still going to be... 4d8 plus 7 damage. That's going to be 33 damage. Bludgeoning. Bam! As she smacks you. Cool. Wow. If you if that had been a critical hit, that would have been oh what that that would have been 59 damage. That's good. 69, but pretty close. Yeah. Alright. Okay. Uh and now that brings us to Nari. Nari, your actual turn now as this. Um, this you can still kind of see her encased in this armor, and you can hear her screaming, but it's all muffled because she is encased in this ancient crystal tech uh, suit of armor. Oh, and when you were hitting her before she put this on, you could tell um, that um, your blows were not as effective as you would have expected her to, them to be. Um, that um, mm. not only is she a powerful politician, but she seems to be powerful in other ways as well. Oh, that is not ideal for me. Yeah, so I think, I mean, I think the only thing I can do at this point is just to swing again. Uh, that is a nat 20 to hit. Yeah! Ooh, nat 20, go, bitch! <laughs> I like you. You're cheering for yourself. Yay! <laughs> I was looking for the unmute button. <laughs> uh, so that is, so let's see, 11, 22 plus 6 is, yeah, 28. 20 damage, Gosh. and I will use the axe of the adjudicator to try to make this thing get on its knees and grovel. So okay. I think that's a DC 13. That's such a power move. <laughs> uh, natural 14, and her wisdom is definitely higher than that. So get the heck out of here. Okay. Swinging again. Okay. And that was a nat one. Uh, okay. So I'm assuming that misses. <laughs> the highs uh, and lows of DD. Lady Jaffa. Ugh. And then a 23 to hit. That'll hit. Four again, uh, 17 damage, and I will just again use that axe of the adjudicator just to see if I can get this person on there because I do not want to face them head on. All right, let me make another wisdom save. Bling. That is a seven plus plus nine. That's a 16. Okay, I'm gonna action surge and just keep on hitting because this seems like the, the worst person who we're gonna fight tonight. Uh, 15. That will hit. Yep. Big and bulky. Easy to hit. You're hitting okay. the armor. You're not hitting her inside. Mm, heck. Okay. Well, that does seven damage. Roll that one again. That was only one. Oh, well, then the next roll was a nat 20. Okay. <laughs> we'll keep that nat 20. Oh, <laughs> but roll that damage again. One uh, for that damage. So it is still seven. Okay. And then uh, roll and then your crit again. Oh my God. Okay, you oh crit my... twice and you've rolled double ones as well and damage twice in a row. Oh my gosh. And then the crit is, I've rolled a four, so that would be uh, eight plus six, uh, 14. So 14, okay. And then, wait, is that it? Did I go three times? Uh, you got one more. Okay. Yeah, I what can't third count. Is that? Oh my goodness. All right, 14. Does 14 hit? 
14 does hit, yes. Okay. As you are smacking away at this armor. Nice. And then that was eight damage, but I am going to use my last charge on this axe and just really try to get this uh, this armor down. She's got a plus nine to her wisdom save. Well, maybe she'll roll in that one like I do. Well, no, she rolled a 13, so she got 22. All um, right, well. And, and now your axe, I believe, yet. is out of charges. It is, yes. Yes, okay. All right. Are you going to move or are you going to stay put? Hey, I'm going to stay put. I don't know. Okay. All right. Um, at the bottom of the initiative order, we are going to have certain NPCs start to run as they see Annette kind of go berserk. So you have Marcel, at, who runs away, who is sitting on the same bench as her. And then you also have Mitri, who runs in the opposite direction. You've got some of these guards who have been standing around watching the dueling, and now they see Annette encased in armor. I'm going to make them make uh, checks to see what they decide to do. Um, one of them turns and follows Mitri. The other one pulls out a spear and starts to try to stab at Annette. And that is going to be a miss with a nine. Uh, but hey, good good luck, guys. You got a guard on your side now, too. <laughs> All right. And that will now bring us to um, Cassian. Cassian is drained. You drained him of all of his hit points. He is exhausted. Um, so he is going to uh, not be any good in this fight. Um, he kind of sits down in the sand and he looks up to see what's going on. And he's and he's like, if, if you can help me, I'll help fight. Um, but basically he needs a healing potion. Otherwise he can't help you at all. And Pine, that is your turn. Pine, so she's still screaming. So like there's there's noise, right? Yeah, but it's muffled by the armor. Like the armor is like encasing her. Think of this as like um, the Hulkbuster armor that Iron Man has. Okay, okay. That's basically what happens to her. Just like all of a sudden like There was like a satellite that launched a thing that's like flowing behind her. It looked like it all came out of the glove though. Okay. Pine will uh, approach her. Um, as he's as he's approaching her, he'll say, "I understand you're grieving, but this is not the answer." And then I will run up so I can make it. Let's see, I can make it to her because <laughs> I'm oh so gosh. flipping fast. Well, why don't you make it? Make a make a persuasion check with disadvantage. Uh, it's only a twelve. All right. Okay. And then I'm going to start doing some uh, attempt non-lethal attacks. Okay. And uh, first is going to be a 16 to hit for nine piercing, two cold, five radiant. Unleash with precision, Swordmaster's Fury. A level two uh, for 15 additional damage. Okay, nice. And then my second attack will be 22 to hit, uh, nine piercing, three cold, three radiant. Unleash with precision, Swordmaster's Fury. <laughs> Another level two. <laughs> <laughs> so that's only 12 additional damage. Oh my gosh, you guys whittled this down so oh, quickly. Oh no, that actually, never mind. That has to be a level one. Sorry, that was my last, I already used my last level two. So let's, uh, the, the extra damage is, is actually only uh, uh, a level one. Um, okay. So that's four additional damage. Oh my gosh. Okay. Nice. You can see that the armor is starting to like fall away. There are definitely like big uh, chunks of it that are missing. You can see her inside the armor, but the armor still stands. Roos, it is your turn. All right, Roos will approach and he'll uh, strike out with his dagger. We'll see if I can help out a little bit. Oh my goodness, I got a 16 to hit. 
That'll hit, yeah. Oh. Yeah, you're just literally trying to hit the armor. Okay. Uh, so 9 radiant and 17 precision for 26 damage. Okay. The armor falls away, and you see standing there now is Annette. Uh, still screaming and trying to swing with these fists as the armor falls away. As as I uh, strike off the armor, I'll say, your ruler is throwing a temper tantrum that her husband failed a duel? What kind of city is this? Best damn city in the world. <laughs> I was about to say that exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, very good. Okay, Roos, good job. Okay, Richter, it's your turn. You are no longer blinded. Um, you see um, Cassian uh, kind of uh, panting in the sand in front of you. I'll hand him, as an item interaction, I'll hand him a potion of... Well, all I've got is a potion of greater healing. Here's what I'd like to do, if it's cool with you. Mm-hmm. I have a... a uh, bonus action I call it's called call of the light let me see if this is cool with you but I can basically use a superiority die and give him temporary HP equal to the roll plus a modifier um could we use that to like help him a little bit or is or is temp HP not not we'll say okay temp HP will work in this case because he's not unconscious he's not it's it's a it's a special situation so yeah we'll say temp HP so how much you can okay. give him Cool. So, um, six plus four, so ten temp HP. Okay, awesome. Uh, and I say, like, when I do that, I'm like, stand fast. The light preserves us. You are a worthy opponent, but there is still much that you would have to learn to take on the mantle of being the Justicar for Lord Astrovan. And it looks like there is judgment that is still yet needed. And I will work, walk my way working it as you walk your way I'm, I'm, I'm working it I'm just straight owning it right now just slaying um, but I will use my speed of the light the light shows okay. us the way to double my movement so I can get up to her and I will I will go ahead and make non-lethal attacks on her okay. and just say be still woman that sounds... Oh jeez! Oh that my goodness! Crap. We're gonna get letters. Yeah, yeah we're gonna get. Richter, is this something else I mean, you want to say instead? He, 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 he's me a sandwich. Why don't you record a, a different saying? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean Richter is a terrible person sometimes. So <laughs> uh, he says it. He says it. It's not the right thing to say, okay, but he did okay, it. Okay. Okay. Um, so this will just be 11, 11 damage. Um, because he let the flames extinguish. Oh, yeah. Um, and then is she still... She's still standing. Yeah, yeah. I'll try to zonk her again. 16 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. She seems very capable. For another... For 16 damage. Oh, wow. And just now just pummeling this poor woman who just saw her husband get killed. Yeah. Um, it's, been, yeah. it's probably not a great day for her right now. Probably not. All right. Um, It is now her turn. Pine, she sees you coming towards her, and she, um, with with her left hand, she reels back and then flings her hand forward as a blast of fire comes and strikes out at you. And there's going to be plus nine to hit you with this. That is going to be uh, only a 15. That will not hit. 
Gosh dang it. Okay, well, there goes the 6d6 plus 5 fire damage. Uh, Halved because I'm resistant to fire. Yeah, but also blinded. Oh, okay. Um, and then she's going to step towards you now, and she's going to pull a dagger out of her bag. This dagger looks very elaborate, very well made, and it has like um, etching on the blade. As she strikes out at you, plus nine. Anybody want to want to say what I rolled? <laughs> Lady Jaffa is finally helping us. Uh, it was a natural one. We've had a few a few good times. Like Paul's oh, luck is beginning to fade a bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I seriously thought I was dead earlier tonight. <laughs> she was going to... Okay, wait. Uh, yeah, natural one. You can see the rage is just overtaking her, and she is losing any composure that she had. Um, Nari, it's your turn. All right, I think Nari is actually going to try to come up, and she kind of feels bad for this woman. Like, I, I don't know. Like, she's going to try to grapple her as opposed to, like, just attacking her, if I can do that. Yeah. Like, I kind of just want to, like grab that dagger, grab her arms, and just be like, yo, girl, calm down. How do we do grapple again? She has to attack? She actually, asks, she actually so you, has to make you an can attack? Use, yeah, you can use one of your... So when you take the attack action, you get three attacks as a fighter. You can use one of those to grapple. What you roll is your athletics, and then she can and then she can counter it with either her athletics or her acrobatics, whichever she chooses. Alright, my athletics is a 12. And her, um, her acrobatics is a 14. Heck. So she does manage to get out of it. All right, well, I gotta come in swinging then. Like, I don't know what you want me to do, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Still non-lethal damage. Uh, 11 does not hit. That's a Nazareth one, so yeah, that's gonna miss. And then we're gonna try one more time. Okay, that is a 26 to hit for 17 damage. All right, yeah, you managed to hit her. All right, Nari, are you gonna move or are you staying put? Okay, we're back up to the top of the round and it is Cassian's turn. Um, Cassian is going to do the same thing he did before where he's gonna fly straight at Annette and he is going to call out and say, Lady Annette, this is not the way we do things in Menarest. And he's going to strike out at her. Um, That will hit and he is going to do six damage and she is going to have to make a save, uh, and she fails it, and so she is blinded, and she is going to take some damage as well that you didn't have to take, Richter, because he didn't actually hit you. Um, but the damage is... Oh my gosh, maximum damage. Oh, there it is. <laughs> 20, oh my gosh. Um, is, okay, he gonna, is he gonna fry her? Um, oh, that's some big damage. Um, and then also she takes some damage from being blinded. This would be great if he just if he just ends the problem here. No need for an inter- insurrection <laughs> yeah. when we've killed the tyrant. <laughs> Might cause some problems. I know. <laughs> she is in rough shape and Mr. Pine, it is your turn. Um, Pine will uh, actually what Pine's going to do is he's going to look her straight in the face and, he said, and he's going to say you feel pain. I understand that. This isn't the way. And I'm going to sheath my sword. And that's my turn. Roos, what are you going to do? Roos will tentatively sheath his sword and say, "The ru- I still don't understand the rules for the dueling system here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot to do the joke. I was going to Beyblade, Beyblade, let her rip in oh. this little uh, arena. Oh, well. Okay. 
I also <laughs> forgot something that I was planning to say. Uh, okay, um, Bruce <laughs> and Pine have both put swords away. Richter, it is your turn. I'm not saying anybody else has to do it. I'm just saying I'm not gonna keep attacking this woman whose husband I just killed. <laughs> I I will seeing Pine and Bruce kind of disengage. I'm not gonna sheath my sword, but I will hold back and ready in action to attack her if she tries to make an attack on anybody else or tries to run and say, indeed, this is not the way. Stand now and accept your judgment. The way. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Um, as you all are sheathing weapons around her, I had her make a, a safe. And she passed. She drops the dagger from her hand as it clatters to the ground. Um, she drops to her knees, sobbing. Uh, there is a guard who is standing here next to you. This guard looks at all of you and then um, quickly uh, bends down and kind of grabs uh, Annette by the arms and holds her hands together as he starts asking for rope so we can tie her up. And at this point, we are going to leave initiative and cue victory music. Woohoo! Oh my gosh, that was so intense. Oh, I'm so glad I survived. That oh, was intense. I, I was, I was nervous for you, Pine, there for a second. Woo. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. So here's where we stand. You guys are at the dueling grounds. You have Annette, the leader of Menarest, who just kind of went berserk and tried to kill you guys after her husband lost. I was going to say fair and square, but not even fair and square because they were cheating um, and he lost his life to Mr. Pine, the true blossoming storm of the Western sky. And Richter also managed to defeat his opponent, Cassian, and proved himself the true uh, blazing sun of the Eastern sky. Uh, two titles in Menarest uh, of the different schools of swordsmanship. Marchioness Annette is on her knees, no longer resisting, as the guard manages to find some rope and tie up her hands. And you all are standing over the leader of Menarest, the woman who um, <laughs> literally earlier today, Pine, your son said, uh, we're gonna depose her. She is literally being tied up by one of her own guards. Pine will look at, Pine will look at Richter, seeing that he won his fight as well. And he'll say, here we are, born to be kings. We're the princes of the universe. <laughs> oh, man. oh my gosh, that's so good. <sighs> I mean, it's so bad, but it's so it's so bad. It's tradition when you win a duel, you say, "Here we are, born to be kings. We're the princes of the universe." <laughs> yes, yes. Here we belong, fighting to survive in a world with the darkest powers. I am immortal. I have inside me blood of kings. <laughs> I have no rival. No man can be my equal. And then in unison, we both say, take me to, to the, the future, future of, of you all. <laughs> On that note, we will. <laughs> That's so, so great. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, you know our characters are getting super hammered tonight, too. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. All right. So One might hey. say we will end up belly up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, there you go. All right, you guys. Well, hey, thank you for playing. That was a fun one. And that was actually super sketchy there for Pine for a couple of for a round or two. But yeah, that was fun. Um, hey, if you like what we're doing, which obviously you do because you are still with us after 102 episodes, uh, go check out our Patreon. You can get more content, get our character sheets. You can see what kind of skills our players are actually using. Um, and uh, you can also check out maps, kind of this map of the fighting uh, pit that we have, uh, that we've been using today. Also, our dodecadork drip over at our shop at 12sidedguys.com shop. Uh, you can get some merchandise that has uh, Nari and the boys on it, uh, maybe a Stein from the Kagri. And uh, don't forget Twitch and Discord, all that fun stuff. But until we get together next time, we hope you have a great time. I'm happy that I'm still alive. Woo. <laughs> that makes one of us. <laughs> <laughs>